Hi, I'm Chris Sabat, and you're listening to Byte. How's it going, everybody? That's right. It's time for another wonderful episode of Input 2, Ball State's premier TV and movie podcast. Uh, I am your host, Aiden Hall. Joining me, as always, is my wonderful co-host, the indomitable... Jake Doolin. Hello. And now, Jake, we both suffered a traumatic loss about two weeks ago. Um, Gravity Falls, after four years, two seasons finally ended and how did you like that finale uh i like the last few minutes of it quite a bit i felt like the the last bus and once we get to the party and the bus that's when it really kicked into this is excellent tier everything up to that point was just kind of mediocre in my eyes not a bad mediocre but a mediocre in the sense that i i just had no investment in the giant robot fight i had no investment in the end of Weird Mageddon. I had an investment in the characters. Um, we can talk about one particular thing that really ticked me off in a minute. All right. But in, as a whole, you know, what I was expecting I got, which is, I mean, like, that's always kind of disappointing because you, you're not surprised. Uh, but, I mean, it didn't ruin my, my feelings about the show. I still love it. Uh, I'll probably go back and end up watching this again just because... You know, it's good. It's I mean, good. It the, the three episodes together are a, a decent, you know, decent Arc. story. Yeah. Um, but I was just uh, a little disappointed, I guess. I wanted a little more. I wanted to be for a show that pushed so many boundaries and was like so unique. It had probably the most formulaic ending I could have imagined. You know. Yeah. It had like you, there was no bigger thing explored. I don't think. And then those last few minutes. You know, as much as I like them, they work well because, you know, you're emotionally invested. You know it's the last time you're going to see these characters. I doubt that they're ever going to come back, which I'm completely fine with. I really don't think that all these rumors about, like, you know, Christmas specials or season a miniseries or... or something like that is ever going to happen. I think that the people who worked on that show are too smart to milk it any further. They're happy with where yeah. it is. I read an article about uh, Alex Hirsch, like, after the it was on AV Club. He was talking about how... The first season drained him almost completely. He didn't really want to do a second season, and they begged him pretty much to do the second season. He only did it because he was like, okay, I'm done after this. I'm ending it after this season. So I think it's just hard work. It's just too much work for, you know. And he, and he does mention Disney and that just not being very helpful in terms of getting the show out there. Yeah. That also didn't help things. But, um, no, I, I, I liked it. Uh, The one aspect I really just – found to be the the most annoying part was the Grunkle Stand mind erase segment of the the, the showdown and everything. Yes. Once his mind got erased, I was like, okay, this is a good opportunity for if me they to get left emotional. And you know, first off, like the the moments right afterwards, like where Stan's like alone in the the woods, that was really cool. Mm-hmm. Like that was that was like a wow, that's for a kid's TV show, that's a really impactful moment. And then he just gets his memory back in the, over the course of a commercial break. Just by remembering the summer. Yep. So that, to me, like, he didn't even sacrifice anything. It was kind of a cop-out in the biggest way possible. Like, I, I get, like, it's a kid's show, whatever. But you could you could have done that and, you know, 
make the story about like, oh, well, I guess we have to stay longer now, so you can't remember us. Whoa, you know. Yeah. Whatever. But uh, I don't know. What did you think of the ending? I mean, I thought it was a bit over the top and a bit much, but I thought that as soon as Weird Mageddon 1 started, I mean, I just, I was not really, I don't know. The whole Bill Cipher thing, it just, all the crazy for the sake of crazy, mm-hmm. you know, it just felt like too much for me. Um, the finale was, I agree with you about the giant robot. I wasn't a huge fan of that. And, you know, keep I keep seeing his minions, and I couldn't even tell you what yeah. half of their names are. We were supposed to be somewhat invested in those minions. Like, I know they gave them names, and they were in the the title sequence for two the last episodes, two episodes. Yeah. and like yeah I, I can't remember a single one they had no personality I don't know if that was the point or what but like they were in the title sequence I had to believe and, they were some importance and they're people that Bill summoned like you would think that they would have some relevance and they just never played Mm-mm. any important role whatsoever and then you know you see the giant robot facing off against them and I'm like okay yeah that's fine yeah but it's just such a you know I was reminded of End of Evangelion Mm-hmm. With that, you know, just five. I don't know who any of these things are, and now there's just a fight going you're just on. Meant, you're just supposed to. You, you you feel like they're just saying, like, you're supposed to care about this. Yeah. And when really you have no investment, it's a giant robot. You know none of those characters are going to be in any danger. I mean, you have the shield around the, the mystery shack that can't harm it, so you know none of those characters will be in any danger. Um, another disappointing th- uh, thing to me was the whole summon circle yeah. Really, that added up to about nothing. It no, it literally added it up was to about, nothing. Uh, a minute of people holding hands, and then it didn't work, and then we don't realize like why these people were important. Such an odd group of people too. Like, really, Pacifica is in there. Like, well, and what, in two episodes, Ronnie's in there. Or... Ron, yeah, he he was Robbie was in Robbie. Like, all of what the last few episodes. You don't even see him. No, I got almost completely forgot. I think he the was last a episode he was in was the Love God. Um. Who else was in that circle? It was just a bunch of random people, and it was like Gideon. Gideon, uh, I like Gideon's arc, so I, I can I can see why he's in there. Um, yeah, like the Pacifica thing. Okay, maybe Pacifica could be in there, but like the fact that she's her just symbol's wearing literally a llama, a llama. The, nothing tied to her, it's just because she's wearing a llama sweater, sweater that Mabel yeah. gave her. Um, I would have liked it better if it was like all the creatures that they encountered. Like you bring the gnomes back, you bring Alfred Molina back to do the. The multi bear for one line, you know, you couldn't just have him do like one more as you know in the circle. You could have you know the manatars. manatars. You could have all these creatures that honestly like they're to me they mean more to Gravity Falls than like the people. The people there are cool and like I care about them, but like the the creatures are what make Gravity Falls Gravity Falls. Yeah, they should be the ones to def- to defend it. Like I get okay, we're defending our our town, but really, like, what, does anyone even know the lady with the one eye? What her name is? She was in there. Oh, I think it was revealed when she they first met her. I but I, I don't can't remember. Tell you yeah, and she was in the circle too, and I was that that that, that added up to nothing because like it was the title card sequence for every episode. In it was two. like it was going to have symbolism. Yeah, and it just really added up to nothing. Um, I like the second half more than the first half. I will say. Yeah. Once we get past all the you know we're Robots teaming up, we're and... building the robot, all this other stuff, and we get to the actual meat of everything. It was actually good. Um. I would like to see if I, if we ever get any more Gravity Falls. I would just like Ford and uh, Grunkle Stan. Yeah, the, their better. adventures. That to me, like you know, having those two characters would be great. I think Dipper and Mabel's story is done, and rightfully so. Like you know, they're off being their kids. You know, being teenagers. Being now. teenagers. 
Grunkle Stan and Uncle Ford, that would be like a great Halloween special. Yeah. Just them doing something. Like, I, that's what I kind of worried about when it first started. Like, when he's like, well, there's something in the North Pole. I was like, they're setting up like a Christmas thing. Mm-hmm. That's so obviously like, you know, Grunkle Stan and Ford go to the North Pole to fight Santa. Like, th- th- it writes itself pretty much, yeah. you know. I hope that's, I mean, like, a little bit I kind of hope that they do that, but, like, not really because I feel like that would just be too far out there. Yeah. Like a bit too much. Yeah, that'd be a bit too much. Like it makes sense in the confines of Gravity Falls that there's all this mysticism and magic, but like to say that Santa's real, I don't know. Like that to me, like that's another area entirely. Unless they're like, oh, there's magic all around the world, which that'd be kind of cool because then you can explain like different anomalies throughout Bigfoot. The and you can, yeah, you can explain a bunch of stuff that way. But no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sad to see it go, but I'm happy that. At least it ended the way it wanted to end. I'm always happy when a creator gets a chance to end things the way they want to. I might not have enjoyed it as much, but it's nice to you know put some closure on a kid yeah. show. How many how many other kid shows get a proper ending, really? Besides, you know, I think I, the one that I can think of is Codename Kids Next Door, and even that was so open ended that it wasn't. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends one, and that one's open ended too. Like weirdly, was it like? The last episode of Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends is the one where, like, Blue is waiting for Mac and Mac doesn't show up, right? Yeah. It's, yeah. And then he's put up for adoption. Yeah. Yeah. That one, yeah, that didn't really feel like it. It just felt like another episode and then it just kind of ends yeah. like a, a thing. Yeah. Not a whole lot. I mean, like, kid shows kind of need proper endings. Because Courage didn't have one. Dexter didn't have no. one. I mean, like, uh, okay, Dexter and, and Courage, yeah, they, they could have used a proper ending because, like, I was going to say something like... Uh, even Fairly Odd Parents, I was gonna say Fairly Odd Parents. Fairly Odd Parents needs to end. Yeah, I tuned on into one. 10 now. I tuned into one of the new ones, and it's they uh, have a new god kid. Yep, that's his sister, um, that lives next door, and now and he also has a dog now. That's well, the dog's magic. from a previous season. He, yeah, his dog is magic, and he has Poof and Cosmo Wanda and all this other stuff. It's kind of like um, I'm not trying to defend that show at all because it's really not that good, but it's kind of like The Simpsons where. The Simpsons now, I love The Simpsons seasons one through eight. The Simpsons, like, after that point, they just have a lot of really great characters just doing stupid stuff yeah. for no no real reason. Like, there used to be, like, some chart that charted how stupid Homer Simpson was. And he used to be relatively intelligent. Yeah. And it's hard to keep making a character stupider and stupider and stupider. I mean, he was With, a bit dim, but he was still there. Every character on Fairly Eye Parents, even Wanda at this point, and again, I'm just basing this on the one episode. I just wanted to see what it was like now. It's just like amazing how how they stunted the intelligence of all those characters. I forgot that there was one episode where Timmy like wishes that um everybody stayed the same age or something and like he gets in trouble cuz like they find out he's supposed to be like 50 years old. Do you remember that one? I vaguely. Like it, uh, I, it was like a, it was a special and it was like okay, Timmy, yeah, Timmy yeah, wishes yeah. he That was a big event. The secret wish. Yeah. Yeah. Um See that should have been the, the the finale of that because that's at least it an explained everything. It, 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 yeah, kind of funny too, like mm-hmm. kid show logic. Man, if you were gonna give like a kid show an ending, like what kid show would get an ending? Uh, you see, like the two that I would want an ending to, honestly, would be like Adventure Time or Steven Universe. So probably Adventure Time, Adventure even though I know because yeah. like the last season that was that would have been fine ending it when he found his dad or something like that. Yeah. What is the greater storyline of it of Adventure Time now? 
Like, there used the, I guess the old storyline was the Lich. Like yeah. that used to be like well, the, the Lich thing. is back. They brought the Lich back. Yep. Uh, I mean, that's not a good sign when you have to return to the well of. Like they brought back Lich and uh, Finn the human, with his Ice King oh, powers. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What a weird. Yeah, that one needs an ending because it's seven seasons in. Now. I honestly think this season will be more focused on Ice King than anyone else. They need to end it, or they just need to do that. They just need to fully commit to just doing short shorts about of other different characters. characters. The shorts are nine times out of ten the best part of every season. Rupier guy was amazing. Uh, Cookie Princess. Like the ones I love the most from Adventure Time are the ones that are just the short little vignette, like the Snow Giant. The Snow Giant. Um, anything with Lumpy Space Princess, I've enjoyed. Quite I see. A bit. I don't like the LSP episodes. Um, I like. Do you like the Grables? Some of the Grables. The Grables kind of got bad as they went along, but like the first few Grables, yeah, they were cute. I when once you started giving that guy like a story, yeah, that's when the he gets Grable a little... Man, yeah, that's when it got like whoa, okay. Um. What are the ones? I, see, like they have so many cool characters. Jake and Finn are the least interesting. Prismo, give me some Prismo stories. Yeah, Bemo, Bemo the Cosmic no- Owl one was actually pretty con- interesting. Yeah, give me some more Bemo Noir or something. Like, there's so many. Like, yeah, either end it or just, you know, commit to being full miniseries. I think that'd be so cool as a miniseries. Mm-hmm. Just different characters every week. I would like to see an ending to uh, a regular show. Just because I feel like the characters have reached a point where they're grown up, they're that's become so far removed from an actual kid show that I I just as much as I love it, regular show is still my favorite. It just needs to end probably because uh, you, you, whenever I talk to like kids at the Y, no one watches regular show. No, regular show deals with issues that like I don't blame kids for not watching it really because it doesn't I, relate to them. No, there's no kid dealing with like a breakup or like what life is like when you're 20, you know, like yeah. getting a job. Like, I like that show a lot because I relate to it. I would love it on Adult Swim. Like, put that it would make sense. on Adult Swim. Let them, you know, curse or whatever. You know, I, I, Although I don't think they would curse. I think they would just keep being them. But, like, put yeah. it on Adult Swim. They'll treat it, like, you know, so much better. Um, yeah, Gravity Falls. Uh, regular show. Uh, I'd like a few more seasons of Steven Universe. It hasn't hit a lull for me yet. No. It, it, it's it, building up to something. Once it, once, once something gets into like season seven or something, which is that's what regular shows it too. And Adventure Times. Yeah. That's when you just got to make a decision of just like, you know, maybe we need to end this now. or cause, but I mean, now we've got uh, Family Guy on season 14, mm-hmm. and that was something we wanted to talk about way back when was the uh, – more recent episode. Yes, where Chris gets chemically castrated and is probably the least funny thing I have seen in a long time. Like, It's I, low I, even on Family I, Guy I standards. will snicker. I will smirk sometimes because sometimes Family Guy will say something mildly clever. Yeah. And it'll get like a, uh, okay, that's kind of funny. Or, you know, every so often there'll be a moment that's so weird that I'll, I'll laugh really hard. Um, but no. Lately, it's just been dead silence watching the TV, and I just hate it with a passion. It makes me so angry when I bring up the fact that, like, oh, Family Guy is is horrible, and people lump American Dad in with Family Guy and the Cleveland Show. And they always put it at the bottom of the list. And I know. the Amer- American Dad, Seth MacFarlane has nothing to do with that show. People need to get that out of their head. All he does is voice Stan and Roger. All he does is voice. And you know what? If you're going to give Seth MacFarlane any kind of credit, he does good voice acting. He does. I don't like him as a person. I don't like his writing, but he does good voice acting. And he's, he's a good fun. singer. 
He's a good singer. American Dad is so good. Like, I can't really name any quotes from, like, Family Guy that make me laugh. But, like, when you send me something like, you know. No more mimosas. No more mimosas. Um, I make them tiny bagels. That's my livelihood. Like, you are my queen, Rebecca. (laughs) Stuff like that. Like, it's so weird and it's so funny. Why do people lump in Family Guy with that crap? And where do people lump in American Dad with that crap? And the like, new season, even though it's on TBS, even though they have a shorter budget, it's still mm. good. It's still entertaining. American Dad fully, you know, has really good characters. That's something that Family Guy lacks so much. Now, like looking at the last few episodes, the character that we as the audience is supposed to relate to is Quagmire. Yeah, Quagmire has become the character that we are supposed to relate to. The, you know, sexual predator... You know, the openly sexual open predator. sexual predator has become the character that we, as the audience, is supposed to go like, yeah, I agree with Quagmire. Yeah, totally. Like, he's he's the audience character. Like, it used to be Stewie and Brian, kind of. Yeah. But then they became just so obnoxious that you can't even stand them. It was really kind of Brian mm-hmm. and Peter for the longest time mm-hmm. in the beginning because it made sense. A man and his dog. Mm-hmm. And then now Brian's one of the most hated characters for good reason. For good reason. He's the most annoying. Like, you might as well just have Seth MacFarlane speaking in a dog suit. Yep. That's literally, it's it's just Seth MacFarlane's ideas, just, you know, because he's, you know, he's so one way about things and just so annoying about it. Like, this is a man who loves Bill Maher to death. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I hate Family Guy so much. It's so awful. That's Border Town's even worse. Yeah. If you can that, imagine that. Every episode's got Bill Maher in it for some reason. Oh my gosh. It, these shows, like, I want to know who animates those shows. Who animates the Border Towns and the Family Guys? Because I will say, even though American Dad is in the same vein as them, American Dad has had some very nice episodes. They have. Like, like, the indie movie one was beautifully animated. The indie movie one, you have the, the stage, the Blood Oh, Cry- yeah, Blood Cryathon to Heaven. Yeah. That was, those are inventive. Like, Family Guy is just the same stock images. I think they've been using the same 3D, like, neighborhood shots since, like, season they've seven. They've used the same animation for Peter falling down since, like, season one yeah. when he scraped his knee. That's the, It's so lazy. I don't know who animates. who. Who's happy with that? Who goes to animation school or anything, any kind of artistic thing? And like, They're happy what? with what they've done. I'm happy with, you know, my work I've done on, you know, Family Guy or Border Town or... Can you imagine being the person who animated the Napoleon Dynamite cartoon? Worse, Alan Gregory. Oh, oh God, yeah. Or Alan Gregory or... Uh, I'm sure there's another one. Just any Fox show has well, Bob's terrible... Burgers is kind of interesting, but... Bob's Burgers is interesting. They've has slipped its own off style. lately. It has its own unique style. I'll give it that. Like, there's nothing else on TV that like looks like Bob's Burgers. God, Steve there's Buscemi like... was in the newest one. That was really weird. There's three other shows that look like Family Guy, and they all... One of them looks really good, American yeah. Dad, and the other two look like crap. I'm I'm still counting the Cleveland shows on because it's always on Adult Swim. It is, and for some reason, I it's just awful because it always gets views. Anytime you like the people I follow from Toonami on Twitter, it's just like you know people complain about the Family Guy reruns or the you know Cleveland show reruns is because people watch them. Yeah, they're like the most watched thing every time on uh, Toonami and Adult Swim, like is those reruns. I think it's just because they're on so early. Yeah. Like, they were like, you know, you want us to bring back King of the Hill, you want us to bring back Futurama reruns. They didn't get very many views. No. 
which you know that bugs me. That which was like King the of the Hill was good. That was like the golden age. I remember of Adult Swim where it was like you had the Futurama reruns. King of the Hill. King of the Hill. Family Guy. American Dad. Yeah, Family Guy when it was tolerable. American yeah. Dad. And then you have like the host of Adult Swim, you know, originals. Aqua Teen, Robot Chicken. In their chicken. prime at that point. Um, you know, now it's like, I don't want to rag on Adult Swim. Adult Swim's, I, that's my favorite network most times. Yeah. But like, it just annoys me. Like, I finally watched that uh, Neon, Neon Joe van- Werewolf Hunter. Oh, yeah. That was not good. It was almost what? as bad as Eagle Heart. I'll give Eagle Art a pass just because I like Chris Elliott, but that looked like awful. That it was did. not good. I, it's, I It was essentially saying, hey, you remember the dentist from Parks and Rec? We gave him a show. It's like I would love to work there just to see like the process. I know the process because I follow people on there where it's just like they really just greenlit anything that looks interesting to them, and then they, they give it a chance, which, yeah. I mean, that's commendable. I, you know, things like Rick and Morty probably wouldn't have had a chance anywhere else. No. Things like Venture Brothers wouldn't have had a chance anywhere else. And those are good successes, but those then you've good. got then you got like Mr. Pickles, the, the Drinky Crow Show. Oh God, does anyone remember about, the Drinky Crow? I remember show. Drinky Crow. Now you brought it up. Um, yeah, you have Mr. Pickles, which is god awful. Um, poor Mike Tyson Mysteries is just gone. I like Mike Tyson Mysteries. It's gone all over the place. It has. Um, what other like really uh, minority team? I oh that. yeah, I forgot about minority, minority team. team. Um, I don't want to put Perfect Hair Forever in there because Perfect Hair Forever it was good. As as bad as it was, it was actually like I, I'll give Perfect Team Forever the same pass I give Twelve Ounce Mouse for being incredibly odd. Oh, Titan Maximum. Oh God, Titan Maximum. Um, man, I sh- next time let's just pull up a thing of original Adult Swim shows because I guarantee more than likely we watch most of them. Yeah, and like they just slipped our minds. They just slip your mind because like. I guess that's the one thing about Adult Swim that's good is they always have new shows coming out. They do. That, that good or bad, they've got them. Yeah. Like, when was the last time Black Dynamite was on? Like, and it Dynamite. got canceled. Yeah. Or uh, Black Jesus. Oh yeah. Well, Black Jesus, I think, has a third season coming out soon. Wow. Uh, I think Loiter Squad has another season coming out too. Loiter Squad. Uh, there's so many weird ones. But um, that's a great transition. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Adult Swim and good shows that they have. Yes. We've been watching quite. Religiously, the new Venture Brothers, and how good is it? It is again. It's always going to be very hard for me to judge the show in any way possible, but I have liked this season quite a bit. Um, I'm interested to see where we're halfway through at this point. We have four more episodes. Sadly, sadly, but I have liked this one quite a bit. I understand a lot of the the critiques this season has been given, which is that there's no real big plot. No. And there's no real, like, sense of urgency. It's, it's really just one long transition. Yeah. And you know what, though? For a show that's, you know, six seasons in, that's okay for me. I just want to hang out with these characters. Yeah. They don't really need to be doing anything. They could just be doing different science experiments. You know, I could live uh, an entire season of Billy and Pete White in the lab. Just doing stupid stuff. Just like, last episode, we got the, the mice. That was probably my favorite <laughs> Billy and Pete White thing in the longest time. Like, the God gas, Pete and uh, Billy just getting so angry that <laughs> the major negative is I'm getting tired of killing rats. I'm so sick of blowing up mice. And Pete just, we have the washing machine. Washing machine. It's a loud, uh, yeah, it uh, makes no noise, but it's also a washing machine. <laughs> I had no more appliances. Like, I guarantee that, like, 
Doc Hammer and Jason can just like make up names and funny things to like do forever. Oh, yeah. I don't need like a, I don't care about Widewell or you know what's going on with. I mean, I like the Blue Morpho stuff. The yeah, Blue Morpho really stuff cool. interests me quite a bit. And I will say the last episode really got me invested in the story because. When Billy's like, I'll keep your secret blue morpho, mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I see where this season's going now. More than likely, there's going to be a huge clash at that building. Yep. And they're going to think that Doc Ventures, the blue morpho, mm-hmm. and they're going to clash and have just this big old. <laughs> I like the down. blue. I'm so, so surprised that over six seasons, we've never had a character like the Green Hornet. Yeah. Really. That seems like such a prime piece of like nostalgia for them to like make a character out of i really love the uh you can only take what you bring in with you into the cave and the, then it's like the you don't want to keep watching ah <laughs> oh, it's not my mommy <laughs> <laughs> the egg sack as he wanted to call it um i like the fact that 21 is kano what what did he the not asian kano yeah <laughs> um blue morpho is just like a cool costume like that's what makes me think like they could just make up characters for the, forever. Yeah. Like, one of the highlights for me was uh Redusa. How <laughs> insanely clever is Redusa in terms of just a character? A one-shot character we'll probably never hear from again. And they come up with really inventive names for characters that will never come back. Clue Clown, um Red Mantle. You know who Red Mantle is, mm-hmm. but you couldn't know his name. Like they'll throw it in a little bit, mm-hmm. but they'll never Dragoon. Tell you. Dragoon. Uh you have Brickfrog. You have uh, Mr. and Mrs. Polygamy. You have... Lyndon uh, B. Lyndon B. You have uh, L. Ron Hubbard. Yep. The robot. <laughs> you have... Yeah. They could just make these all day, and like I guarantee that it would never get old for me. But, I, like, it just, just doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. Like At this point, I'm so just... It's like... Uh, what other show can I like, connect this to? I guess it's kind of like... Um, American Dad, in a way, because like I don't care what those characters are doing. I just like those characters. Yeah, they make our community. Community is a great example. I didn't care what they were doing every week. I really didn't. I just wanted to hang out with them. It's one of those cool hangout shows, which that's kind of what it always has been. They always were just hanging out at the compound. Now they're just yeah. hanging out in New York. Like, cool. Like that's what I like about Venture Brothers. There's no real. I will say the one off-putting thing I saw was the um, Brock getting hypnotized and running over to. Uh, What's her face? I just, <laughs> I hope that that she at least becomes like a character or like she's got to, or else that just made no absolute sense. I like the fact that um we finally have female characters that aren't voiced by Doc Hammer. Oh um, yeah, that's not, that's been nice. You know, you have uh you know you have her, you have um Hank's new girlfriend, um you have. I mean, we got some those. of the side characters like in you know the uh, people like at the meeting for the. Uh, the council. Lead, yeah, the council, yeah. We need more people of color and more people of color. <laughs> <laughs> I've I've liked the season quite a bit. I'm I'm I think I know where it's going now with the blue morpho stuff and whatnot. And I'm okay with that. I really don't want anything to happen to um the monarch and doctor girlfriend. I really mm-hmm. hope that this season doesn't end with them like breaking up or breaking anything. up or something 'cause like That's what they're kinda hinting towards and that's not I like the fact that like Monarch knew that Copycat did that. Like yeah. he was like, yeah. Ever since that thing happened with Copycat, like, okay, did you tell Doctor Miss? Uh, you know, did you I would tell hope that? that he did. Yeah, I would hope that you did because like that would explain things. Um, you know, strikingly, like when when he shaved his beard, uh, you know, that was a really smart move. I think because like yeah, mm-hmm. that's totally rusty. Yeah, like 
I, that's just clever to me. Um, I like the fact that Paul F. Tompkins is his dad. That was great. Um, I thought that 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 video thing was going to go in a completely different direction with like him. Like they were going to be. Yeah. Yeah. I that's what I thought at first. I was like, well, I mean, like uh, maybe, but then I thought, you know, if they're supposed to be brothers. Yeah. I yeah, that would make that would make it a little gross. But even then, it's still pretty gross. Like, yeah. That, that whole video thing was funny, but also just like, oh my god. And then imagining that you're watching your dad do this, mm-hmm. that would be even... Yep. Nope. I like... Um, what's the one guy who works at the uh, Monarch House that's like become like... Oh, uh, Javier? Javier or something, <laughs> yeah. I like that he's he's more likely going to become a henchman. I loved how it's like, I really don't care. <laughs> I really don't care, <laughs> Mr. Wise Mark. words indeed, Javier. Wise words indeed. <laughs> Whatever indeed, Javier. <laughs> Whatever indeed. It was just so stupid, but I love it. Mm-hmm. But um, so there was another thing that we want to talk about. Uh, Hulu has started their eight-part yes. event, and you've been watching it. It's 11 63 And how yes. are you, you uh, like it? We got the second episode this week, and the second episode cemented it for me. I'm hooked on this. The first episode to me, the main issue I had was the acting from um, James Franco. James Franco. This one, he got a little better. He's a little more tolerable. I think I just could not believe him as a history teacher. That was the thing that was throwing. I can't me off. imagine him ever being a teacher. And the thing is, when you have uh, like Chris Cooper acting his heart out next to him, mm-hmm. it kind of makes him going like, "Wow," seem all that much more worse. But no, this episode was really good. The acting was exceptional. I think from every other like side character, you had uh, Josh Dumel as this really awful dad. Um, and you have a really good speech in the middle of the episode from this man he's staying at the house of who served in World War II, and he talks about how he got the Bronze Star and talks about killing. Really good um, acting, really good writing. Um, another issue, I guess I was talking to my roommate Nick about this. The issue I think a lot of people have is just the rules of this, this universe. Do you know the rules of this? Like how uh, the time I don't know works? which ones they kept or which okay. ones they threw so, out. Essentially, you go through this this closet, you end up in 1960, um, and if you go back, anything that you changed in the past will stay the same until you go back again. Um, also, the past doesn't want to be changed, so it will continue to throw things at you mm-hmm. to stop you from changing the past. My problem is it seems the, the level of not wanting to change is very odd. He makes a phone call to his dad at one point to just – you know, talk to his dad, mm-hmm. and a car almost just mows down the phone booth. Right. Okay, that, that's okay. That's what we're doing. He goes to murder someone, and he gets a cold. Now, to me, the thing where he's gonna murder someone affects the past more than calling his dad. Like it, it was kind of like a disguise. Like, hey, how are you? Like, not. Yeah, not even saying, saying I'm your son from the future. Mm-hmm. Like, this is he's going to go kill someone. Who affected you know a lot of people's lives, and you know he gets a cold, yeah. and you, then you get like the worst scene of the last episode, which I really liked the last episode. The worst scene, he gets a cold and then goes and buys diapers and has to poop his pants because the cashier is taking too long. Like the entire episode's so great, dramatic or whatever, and then we get a poop joke, like a really lame poop joke. Like, can you please like hurry up? I- I'm gonna need to put those on now. Like, please, please hurry up. And then the guy's just like, how about that fishing? And the guy's like, please, just, I was just like, really? We're, we're stooping this low 
for a joke at this point because I mean like not 20 minutes earlier a baby cow gets beaten to death with a baseball bat like yeah the level that, that of, is a very stark change mm-hmm. in perspective mm-hmm. so to me like I laughed at that part just because it was awful I was like okay this is not fit at all but really good um yeah James Franco's doing better I'm I've I'm pretty hooked on it right now I got uh, Nick hooked on it and uh I'm I I'm I kind of wish they just dumped it. I really yeah. don't I really don't like this waiting every Monday thing. Like to me the the great thing about online like things like this is that they all come out at once. And, and Hulu doing that for like sitcoms, that yeah. makes sense. Mm-hmm. But this like a mini series this one specifically like almost demands it because like there's a lot of historical things you have to keep in mind. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we all know the 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 broad terms, you know, JFK got assassinated, you know, Lee Harvey Oswald got shot, you know, all this other stuff. But, like, dates are really kind of hard to keep track of. Yeah. Like, you know, 1962, what was going on? Like, I don't, I don't know. I wasn't there. I wasn't there. I don't know, like, unless it was something huge that affected the world, I don't know. But, no, it's it's really good, really good direction, too. Like, really pretty shots of, like, the American planes and... There's one really good shot of, like, James Franco emerging from, like, a wheat field with a gun that was just, like, the right kind of creepy. Like, mm-hmm. you you can imagine Stephen King, like, writing that exact thing out. Um, but there's no wheat fields in Maine, Jake. There's no wheat it fields. It wasn't in Maine. He, I he know. He went to um, Kansas or whatever to help his friend out. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, no, good show. Um, I really like it. Did not like that love show on Netflix, though. Oh, I was going like to ask about that. Did I, not I like kept that love seeing show. it. What's wrong with it? Um, it is essentially, I think my problem with it is, is every, I've seen the show a million and one times. Like, okay, it seems like the portrayal of people in their 20s on television has turned from, like, slackers from, like, the 90s. Like, the 90s, like, things like Freaks and Geeks, even though it was, like, yeah. high school age, they were, they were, like, 20. Yeah. Like, slackers or, like, you know, people who don't have their lives together. Essentially... That's what we have now, but all that they do is smoke pot and, like, talk about, like, you know, pop culture. Like, mm-hmm. make really lame pop culture references. And I'm like, okay, you know, I like the actors a lot. Jillian Jacobs is great, and the one guy, the main guy is great, but, like, all they do is smoke pot and just make really bad, like, pop culture references that I don't care about. They're just the most insufferable people. And I, I like shows that where I don't like the main characters, mm-hmm. but, like, this... This was like a season of girls every episode. It's just so annoying. Like these, they just won't shut up. And then, like, there's a part where he's, you know, well, I don't believe in love movies. Love actually, romance is dead. And what do you think happens? Romance Romance. isn't dead. They find the romance. Oh my god. Yeah. Disappointment. Like Judd Apatow. Why did you think that this was? Oh, it was Judd Apatow. Judd Apatow. I had no idea. Is, has his hand all over the whole thing, and I'm like, I usually like Judd Apatow, but like, come on, like, there's more that people do than smoke pot and make really dated movie references, like. But granted, isn't that what they do in every Judd Apatow movie? I like those Judd Apatow movies because at least then, like, okay, like, uh, Knocked Up, that was a pretty good movie. I, I don't know if it's aged well. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I thought it was pretty good at the time. Super Bad's a good movie. Yeah, Super Bad is a good, good movie. movie. They don't really do any drugs in that one, and it, like that's mainly like character humor. Yeah, that's I think okay, like forty year old version. That's a lot of character humor. It's not humor in the service of like, 
oh, I'm so stoned. Did you ever see the movie Groundhog Day? <laughs> like, yeah. Okay, you just said the movie Groundhog Day. Is that the joke? Like, okay, cool. Uh, I like, uh, and plus his movies are a little more serious. Mm-hmm. This one is just like, you know, wow, love is really bad until it's not. And how about that? Yeah, how about that? That what a great introspective thought about life. I I'm just I was disappointed in that one. I was like, oh, this might be. Oh no, it's not. No. Very quickly, I would say if if you are curious, I watched um, three episodes, and then I read the, I read about the rest because mm-hmm. I was like, I want to confirm my suspicions that they get together, and like, spoiler alert, uh, they kiss at the end of the season, signifying something. More than likely, they're gonna get together and yeah. whatnot. Like I like you're the worst, which is that a makes sense. You hate both the characters. Yeah, you're the worst. Does this better because both the characters are like, I they're smarter. Yeah, they're they have more going on than just like you want to smoke pot. Okay, want to talk about I don't know Thundercats. Do they really talk about Thundercats? I'm just I'm oh. just throwing out pop culture. Like, does that not sound like something in the in the Ted movie? Like, this yeah, is what, this, that's what I would. Like they're talking about Flash Gordon for yes. no good reason. Yes, that's kind of how I would make connect this love love show. It's like like a Ted level writing where it's just like, dude, like uh, Flash Gordon's awesome. Like okay, our stoner audience is going mm-hmm. to get and enjoy this. Yeah, that you know what? If you can stand these people, you might like it. I don't know, but I, I to me it was just like too too awful, and I and I haven't even seen the new season of Girls, which apparently is just as bad, but. I keep seeing trailers for it. Have you watched Vinyl yet? <laughs> no, but I've heard awful things about it. Really? Yes. My parents did not like that show whatsoever. Um, it's like, I think the problem that they ran into is they're not using or, like original music. They're they're using re-recordings oh. of like current artists, like artists today singing those songs, and like that that show almost demands that you have the original music. Because that's you know, what it's about. It's literally called vinyl. Yeah, it's like, and like that main actor guy. I don't know what it is about him, but he just everything I've ever seen him. He's just either screaming or he's you know, I just can't believe him being calm. Yeah, he's just always like frazzled and like you gotta like the trailer for it. He's like rock and roll something you feel. Yeah, I just don't want to watch a show. This is him screaming at me about how I'm supposed to feel about rock and roll. I mean, he was fine in Annie, but I, other than that. Was he screaming in Annie? No, he wasn't screaming in Annie, but that's the only thing I can think of where he wasn't screaming. Oh, my Because that was his entire character in Boardwalk Empire, too, was the crazy Italian. That's what I – I mean, like, good on him for finding his niche, but, like, yeah, that show did not interest me. I mean, it interested me in the fact that, like, what was it, Martin Scorsese and Keith Richards – or, no, mm-hmm. Mick Jagger. Mick Jagger. Are, are making it, but, like, I'm surprised Mick Jagger wasn't like, you know what, we should get original music. Nah, let's just have, you know – uh, who do they have re-recording like some of the music? I think I saw like Fun. Is fun? Oh, a yeah. Fun Rolling I, Stone song? That Rolling Stone, like just music of that time. Oh. So like New York punk music. Okay. Like they're having different artists now like uh, cover that 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 type of music. Um, That's weird because Martin Scorsese usually just uses the original music. Martin Scorsese loves the Rolling Stones. Yeah. He absolutely loves the Rolling Stones and has made many like documentaries about them. Uh, what the heck is this? I'm like trying to look at some of the the Charlie XXXCY, um, Iggy Pop, Chris Cornell, um, Julian Casablancas from the the Strokes. These are all like current 
Relative, I mean, Iggy Pop's not current, but... Uh, current enough. Current, he's still alive. Yeah. Um, But, like, Charlie XCX, that's the person from um, Boom Clap. Yeah. Boom Zed. Clap. Yeah. Uh, just, yeah, really weird choice of, of, like, artistic direction. Like, I mean, cool. I guess it's kind of cool to hear these artists cover that music, but don't try to, like, pass it off as, like... Yeah. That's what it sounded like back then, yeah. Just listen to it. It's okay. Well, I think we're going to wrap up this side of the disc. So, recommendations, Jake? What would you recommend? Um, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Crazy Ex-Girlfriend has become probably my favorite comedy on TV. Is it done with its first season yet? Nope. It got, it's continuing on. It's almost done. Um, But the last few episodes have been just on such a hot streak that I – and the, the soundtrack just came out on Spotify and physical. It's so good, so funny. Actually – decent characters like the last episode had a character come out as bisexual and it was a- was not played for jokes was actually like relatively well written mm-hmm. well thought out like surprise me because usually you know stuff like that's not very well done but the music is really good the music I, personally the first few episodes I was like okay music whatever yeah the music has picked up I, at first I was like they're gonna write original music for every episode like I don't know like that's kind of it's a, a little much it's a little much but they have they have been up to task. There have been uh, you have Tex Emergency, which is a good song. You have um, uh, I can't pronounce I can't say the title of another song, but uh, you stupid B word. That's probably my favorite song that they've played so far. Um, really funny and like a good example of like a character with mental illness. That's not like we're not supposed to pity them. Yeah, like we're supposed to. You know, it's fun. It's a good show. Uh, and on CW too. I usually hate CW. Shows. Yeah, they have. I usually hate everything on the CW. Maybe not Jane the Virgin, but I've I've heard that's Jane. good. I, yeah, I I haven't watched much of Jane the Virgin, but most everything on the CW I typically hate. So okay. if I don't hate it on the CW, it must be good. What about you? Uh, you know, I I hate the listener, so I'm gonna recommend Border Town. Actually, mm. um, you gotta. It's sort of like that principle of you have to see the worst to respect the best Mm -hmm. and the fact that this show not only has gotten greenlit but it's gotten greenlit for a full season Mm -hmm. it's just this mind-blowing and i know people that love it i know people that absolutely love every single joke in it and it's such a dated racist mismatch Mm -hmm. of a nightmare show remember the one part where they did like a pacific rim reference for no reason oh yeah i'm running from the kaiju don't worry we'll fight the kaiju i mean just the first episode is you know this guy gets raped by aliens three times and then he gets upset when they don't pick him again and it's just this is a show that should have existed maybe 10 years ago so we could all point and laugh at it mm-hmm. but now it's being beloved it's like oh mexicans are ruining the country i can get behind this show why there's mm-hmm. nothing good to it so just see it Which- see this and see why people l- apparently some people love it mm-hmm. and sane people hate it it's just bad would you rather keep all right you have a gun with one bullet. You okay. Can kill one show. You know, I'll give you two bullets. All right. Gun with two bullets. Okay. You have Alan Gregory. You have Border Town. You have Brickleberry. <sighs> and you have the Good Family. The remember Good the Family. Good family? <laughs> remember the Good Family? Yes, I remember the Good Family. You have to keep two of those. Two of those four. <sighs> okay. I'm killing Alan Gregory. That's that has to die. And I'm killing Border Town. 
Over were, Brickleberry? There were some good episodes of Brickleberry. I can at least defend it on a it's so stupid it's actually kind of funny in parts. In parts. Trailer Park is still kind of funny to me. Um, I don't get that at all out of Border Town. Like, I'm watching it, and I am just numb to it. I would have killed Brickleberry and Alan Gregory. Oh, you would le- you would leave Border Town alive. Uh, Border Town has been around only for a little bit. It hasn't annoyed me as long as, like, seeing commercials for Brickleberry has. I mean, I There's can't even think of the last nothing... time I saw a commercial for Alan Gregory. So Alan Gregory's been dead forever, and people still hate it because it was awful. I mean, I remember Napoleon Dynamite, and it really wasn't that terrible. It just didn't It was need a bad idea. Like, yeah. It wasn't a bad show, but it was a bad idea. Like, no one in the year, like, 2010 was clamoring for a Napoleon Dynamite reboot. No. I mean, it was cute when it came, like, when the movie was out, that mm-hmm. was okay. The Good Family, like, I hated that show, but, it, like, you know what? I'll Anything that keeps Mike, Mike Judge employed. I yeah, like, care. as long as it keeps him in the sh- scene, I'm fine yeah, with it. I don't care. As long as he's making cartoons, I don't, I'll watch it yeah. more than likely. I don't think he has anything right now. No, sadly. Remember when I thought we were supposed to get another season of Beavis and Butthead? We did. And it was not good. It was awful. It was. When he brought it back the first time, it was decent. I liked that. I liked it when it came back, like for that, the first. Oh, the first rebump? Yeah. Yeah, that was good. The next one we got was like a bunch of shorts where they tried to do like the music videos again, but just the music videos where they commentated, but they would use new stuff. Mm. And it just, it wasn't the same. You know, all right. I Actually, we have gotten a new season of Beavis and Butthead. On the last Kid Cudi album, oh, for yeah? some reason, after every song ends, there's like a almost two-minute Beavis and Butthead skit commenting on the song that just played. And it's Mike Judge and everything? It's Mike Judge and everything. And like... That album, I think, is sitting at a zero right now on Metacritic. It is awful. It is Kid Cudi attempting to make a rock album, um, and it is just it is beyond awful. But I cannot imagine how he convinced Mike Judge to come into the studio and do these really intricate Beavis and Butthead skits, which are the highlight of this album, which aren't even that funny yeah. because they're commenting on this like horrible album that he's written. Um, usually they're just like, huh, what drugs was he on when he made this? Like, huh? And it's just like it's this stuff that Kid Cudi would be fine with them saying. Yeah, but imagine that for every other song, like that would you're be obnoxious. You're, you're just like listening to a song, like let's say you enjoyed that album, which I doubt many people did, sitting at like a zero. But like every song, you'd have to hear a Beavis and Butthead skit right. after it's done. Like I like Beavis and Butthead, but there was a reason that those things were only like fifteen minute shorts. You know? Yeah. There was a there was a limit to how much you could take a Beavis and Butthead. Um, yeah, no. No, Beavis and Butthead, poor, poor them. They, they're still around, unfortunately, Ugh, doing Just things. let them die. Yeah. But, all right, so we're going to flip the disc. We don't have a whole lot to talk about about movies because we already talked to Oscars. We already talked about our Oscar favorites and, you know, all that good stuff. But there was a movie that we felt we wanted to talk about that, yes. you know, it's taken the world by storm, but you and I were really... Kind of meh. Yeah. And that movie was... The Deadpool. The Deadpool. With Ryan Reynolds, and it just wasn't that great. Mm-hmm. I, I am not the resident comic expert. I do not have much enjoyment from comic books. I The last comic book movie I saw was um, Guardians of the Galaxy in theaters. I think I saw Ant-Man. Yeah, I saw Ant-Man yeah. outside of theaters. So I'm not the most up-to-date. I mainly watched the... the Superhero movies that are the weird ones, just because I I feel like I can get them. Like Guardians of the Galaxy, I hopped on that because I was like, okay, it's the first one, I'll understand this. Yeah, 
And I mean, like, I like that movie. It was good. Uh, same with Ant-Man. Ant-Man kind of less so, but... It was good. I mean, it was good. It was weird, but... And Deadpool continues that trend of just... It was good. I, you know, probably won't see it again, and there were certain parts of it that made me cringe, but I think that's just Deadpool's character. Again, I'm not the most, you know knowledgeable comic person, but I figure Deadpool's pretty cringy as a character already. He is. So, yeah, me being cringed by what he was saying, like, you know, did I leave the stove on? Like, that mm-hmm. part to me, like, oh, my God. Really? Uh, but, like, the opening credits, that was clever. Yeah. Uh, the stuff with um the, the X-Men, I thought that was funny. I really, I like, you know, when he's talking about the different universes, is this uh, Stuart or uh, McCoy? Like, mm-hmm. uh, and the fact that, like, when he goes to the X-Men place, he's like, oh, there are only two of you here in this big, you know, building. Yeah. That was funny. Like, pointing out the superhero tropes that I think all of us know by now is, that was funny. I but, mean, even him fighting Colossus was kind of funny, where that, he's, like, yeah. breaking his arms and his legs. That was a funny visual, yeah. Um, but, yeah, sometimes, like, why make a 127 hours reference in the year 2016? Yeah. Like, like you would have to, like, have seen that movie and get it. Mm-hmm. And besides, like, that's not really, like, a funny reference. Like, oh, yeah, he cuts his arm off in that movie. That's not a positive moment. Yeah. That would be like saying um, uh, you see Fargo and then, like, he jumps in a wood chipper. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, yeah, I remember that part from the movie, but it wasn't a funny part. Um, that was kind of, like, a really disturbing part, if I remember correctly. But okay. Um, I was kind of – they never really explained Deadpool's, like, healing factor. Like, when he cut off his arm, I was like, does he need to get his arm back? To like, cause you know, like mm-hmm. attach it or again, this is me coming in with no knowledge of superhero stuff. I don't know anything about superheroes. I to me, like I could have used a little more explanation about what his superpowers were, cause like, you know, he can heal and he can do all this. Like, could he do all that crazy jumping and stuff beforehand? I don't know. I think he trained a little bit for that. Okay. Well, I I, I could have just used a little bit of background. Yeah. But. That was just me. Like, I understand, like, these movies aren't made for someone who doesn't know things about the Marvel Universe or yeah. whatever. Well, um, and even that, I mean, Deadpool, his origin story is not the same one that we've had for years. They gave him a completely new one. I liked the fact that I wish they would have focused more on the fact that he had cancer. I feel like I would have been more emotionally invested in Deadpool. Yeah. Like, because I was like, oh, okay, I, I get wanting to, you know, cure yourself and doing anything possible to do that. It kind of was like two scenes and then he he did the stupid thing that he did. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I know it's weird to say, but I really didn't want him to get the girl. No, that was, that to me, like, I knew that trope was going to come, and I yeah. thought, okay, maybe they'll do something funny with it, but, like. They didn't. No. I get, like, oh, it's a love story. It's kind of funny that we're not making an action movie, but we really are. Like, okay, that kind of is funny. And, like, some of the advertising people. Yeah. You know, that was kind of clever, but when it finally, like, happened, I was like, I mean, that's the same it thing. I just felt like there was no weight or consequence to anything. After you have that really good scene where he shoots the bad guy, like mm-hmm. in the head, after Colossus tells him not to, I was like, okay, in the movie here, he's broken all the rules of the, the comic book movie, and I'm happy. Um, but then that happened, and I was like, ugh. And then, like, the after credit sequence, that was kind of lame. Yeah. I was surprised how many people didn't know what that was referencing. No one knew when we went but me. They didn't know it was Ferris Bueller? No. No one knew it was Ferris Bueller. And I was like, okay, like, but... That's what it was. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. I mean, almost word for word, that's what it was. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's over. Yeah. Go home. 
It, I don't. Yeah, I was just surprised about that because I was like, I thought that was a pretty famous part of that movie. It is. But, I mean, that's pretty prolific. Mm-hmm. Um, I have before the movie they they showed like a the trailers for Suicide Squad, which we all groaned at. Yeah. Um, AKA Hot Topic the movie. Yeah, and then uh, they showed like the new uh, Batman Superman trailer or whatever, and. I do not know about that movie anymore. I don't either. I, the newest trailer looks more action-packed and it looks better than anything we've seen, but I still remember the other stuff I've seen have, and I'm not invested. Have you seen some of the articles that have come out about like DC's Afraid about this movie being too smart for the average viewer? Really? Yeah. And like, I get it somewhat. It's it, that very poorly worded. But, okay, the average Marvel movie, you have, you know... The, good guy, bad good guy. Good guy, bad guy gets the girl. Yeah. Whatever. Apparently, this is dealing with themes of like God versus man and man versus, you know, self and all this other stuff. But I'm like, okay. Yeah, but like, it doesn't seem that deep. Like, every trailer I've seen, it's just been Batman going, like, do you bleed? Yeah. You will. Like, okay. There's bad guys on the third floor. Shall I drop mm-hmm. you off on the second, sir? You know. That that to me. Oh like, yes, that makes me question the socioeconomics. That doesn't make me, you know, feel like this movie's going to be any smarter than any other Marvel movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're also worried that like, I was just reading this big report that like they're moving too quick. Mm-hmm. Like, Justice League was supposed to come out in I think two years, and they pushed it back. I think, or they're they're aiming to push it back a little bit just to yeah. make, just to make standalone movies. Because I think they, they jumped the gun and, like... They're expecting everyone to know Aquaman and Wonder Woman and... Yeah, Cyborg. Yeah. But I think they've, they're they they're they're running into the fact that, like, people don't... Like, as bad as, like, we don't want more origin story movies... Some of them need it. Some of them need it. They really do. Like... I, I mean, before people even... Nobody knew who Iron Man was when Iron Man no. the movie came out. And, you know, that was a necessity. But mm-hmm. Spider-Man, everyone knows Spider-Man. Superman, Batman, everyone knows that. But, like, yeah, Cyborg, I mean, if he's going to play as big a role as you want him to play, he might need his own movie. And he can't really carry a movie. He's so always far, been a support. Yeah, so far, the only character I know that's getting a standalone movie, at least from what I read, is Batman. Wonder Bat- Woman. Batman, Wonder Woman's getting a standalone yeah. movie? Before or after Justice League? After. Or before. Before Justice League, um... After Batman v Superman. Okay, so you have two standalone movies at least confirmed. Yep. And we really don't need another Superman movie because the Superman movie is awful. I don't think there's going to be another one until Justice League. Um. So that means they have to fill a – are they going to do a Martian Manhunt? See, to me, think that's that. the character that I feel like there's no possible way to do him because, like, that's way too weird. Yeah. There's, you know, he's a shape shifting, phasing alien from Mars, and he's one of the good aliens from Mars. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just going to be like they're just going to either fill him in with another character or just be like, uh, you know, Superman goes to another planet, picks up a baby, and is yeah. like, "You're coming with me," and then he becomes Martian Manhunter. Like, yeah, there's no way I would rather see. Like, I feel like even Green Lantern Corps would be so. In depth, like so, there's so many that they're expecting you to just know mm-hmm. that, you know, they have spent over 20 years with Green Lantern Corps comics. There's over, I mean, I could name at least 12 different Green Lanterns off the top of my head, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, here's all of them. 
Yeah. Well, which one am I supposed to care about? Which one's on the Justice League? Is it Jon Stewart? Is it Hal Jordan? Is it Kyle Reiner? Guy Gardner? That's yeah. That's the problem. I think that that at least that what I was running in, like reading was that they just they went too too fast too quickly. Yeah. And they were trying to catch up with Marvel. Yeah, and they don't realize it's bad. I mean, like I don't like the Marvel movies that much. Whatever. But Marvel took their time. Yeah. You know, uh, the DC just you know they made Man of Steel and was like, all right. Full on now. I don't know. For some reason, I thought Suicide Squad was going to come out before Batman and Superman, and mm. it's not. It's coming out after. Did you see it's two and a half hours long? What? The director on his uh, Twitter posted the final like edits of the like he was editing the movie, and the timer on it was two thirty, and people were commenting, "Is it really two hours and thirty minutes?" And he's like, uh, "It might be cut by like ten or ten or so minutes." So. So two hours and suddenly twenty something minutes. Twenty fifth two and fifteen. That's too much. That is way too long for Suicide Squad. Batman v Superman, that's gonna have to be longer. But now that they're putting out an R rated version of it too. Which Do you think that has anything to do with Deadpool or do you think that's just they had all this stuff that they had to cut? I felt like it was gonna be R rated already. Like, yeah. Really? D C just make R everyone just make R rated movies if you want to. Like Honestly, I feel really bad for little kids because superheroes really should be for them. But, but The Dark point, Knight Rises should have been R. Yes. At this point, you've pretty much taken comic books away from kids. You really have. Because I guarantee no kid is seeing Man of Steel and thinking, wow, that really inspired truth, justice in the American way. Yeah. No, you put a bunch of 9-11 imagery in like explosions. Jesus. Yeah, and Jesus imagery. No little kid is watching these DC movies. So why not just, you know, forget that audience? What? Because... What little kid is going to go see Batman versus Superman based off those trailers? And thinking, oh, man, I want to see that symbolism of God versus man. Who is the good guy? Because honestly, you might not think it, but like, you know, I know for a fact that whenever I talk to the kids at the Wybot movies, they like the good guys. They like, yeah. They're not at that point where they can kind of see gray, like, you know, which, I, which they're totally going for with these DC movies. Yeah. Like, just make it an R-rated movie. Just don't, like, make Batman say the F word. Like make it an R rated in like violence, yeah. Not because like strong I, images. I guarantee, like if Superman called someone an mf'er or something, I would just be like, this is this, this is. I, personally, I would laugh. I would like to see that personally. Yeah. But I know for it, this is coming from a non comic book fan. I would love to see like Superman give the middle finger to somebody or like something like that. But I know it would be betraying the character. It would ruin him completely. It but it would be completely. hilarious. It would be absolutely hilarious, and I would totally like to see that. But yeah, they should just make an R rated movie, like. I will Let's, say that was the one thing that absolutely bothered me is I saw Deadpool in theaters and I was one of the older people in there and these were kids that were going with their grandparents with their parents and there just needs to be a line because that movie is not for children. No. No, it really isn't. The R rating is so completely broken. I mean, it really is. Like, an R rating means nothing as long as you have a guardian. Yeah. And really, like, the guardian doesn't need to be any, like, a grandparent doesn't need to be anybody knowledgeable. It just needs to be somebody who is over 18. Yeah. They're really, they need to bring back the A rating, the adult rating. Like, movies straight for adults. Like, you know, when we went, there was a bunch of punk teenage kids, like, shouting out memes. Like, the, like Shrek is love, Shrek is life. Yeah. And stuff like Really just annoying. The average Deadpool fan. The average, like, annoying teen Deadpool fan, yeah. And I was like, well, you know, it'd be nice if we had adult theaters or, you know, stuff like that where it's just, like, a solid A rating. Yeah. Where you cannot get in if you are not above a certain age. Because, re I agree, like, I I think it should be up to the parents to show, like, a kid 
you know, a movie or whatever. But like a movie theater, that's I'm paying money to enjoy this. Yeah. I want there to be quiet in the movie theater. You know, I expect a certain level of, you know, enjoyment. Yeah. Shut your kids up when you go to the movies because other people paid. It's not like you're at home and you can, you know, talk, comment you all you want. Up. Yeah, you can talk, you can get drinks, whatever. I don't like Yeah. Kick kids out of the movies, honestly. They just if it's not if it's they, not for them, they shouldn't be them. watching yeah. it. I mean, I, yeah. If your kid's old enough, you know, cool if they if they're respectful whatever. But most kids aren't. No. I'm just going to say most teenagers aren't. I'm not going to say kids. Kids probably can sit down and enjoy a movie. Teenagers are the ones that are throwing popcorn, throwing ice, you know, making comments. Laughing at the top of their lungs just to laugh. Oh, yeah. That annoys me to no end. That happens here all the time in the yep. classes. People talking, thinking they're hilarious. Like, God, you know. That is honestly the worst thing that we've ever had to put up with is just. It is. Four years of that. Just, like, people making the same jokes. Like, ugh. And they're not the or first. Or clapping. Yep. Yeah. All right. I won't even get. It. I won't get into my theater stuff. But like, just don't clap. But yeah, they really just need to. Final thing. So all right. So a kid can go see Batman Superman. Yeah. In theaters, PG thirteen in theaters. Yeah. So when the the DVD comes out, they couldn't buy the DVD. No. Because it's R. They'd have to have a parent buy it. See, that's just just do it. Just make it R. Just yeah yeah. Don't don't give the kid hope that like oh I could, if, if he's really a fan, he can't own the disc. Mm-hmm. You know, let's. That would just be such a bummer. Although I don't know how many kids will be, will be fans, but I don't think many will. I'm, I, I, they're going off such an adult story that was even mm-hmm. too much for even adult readers. So I'm not expecting this movie to do so great. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Yeah. All right. Um, after our old man yelling about kids need to stay away from our lawns. Uh, recommendations. How do you, what would you recommend? Um, uh, I guess I would recommend, um, before the Oscars, go see Room. Room is my favorite movie of last year. Yeah. Really good. Well-deserved movie. will probably win, um, Emily Blunt, the, I believe it's Emily Blunt. Uh, I can't remember the actress's name on top of my head right now, but she'll win the best actress award for the night. Um, really good movie. And then, um, what movie did I see recently that I liked? Uh, it's called Electric Boogaloo. It's about Canon Films in the 80s. It's about this company that got contracts for, um, oh, what's his name from the uh, death? Richard, uh, Charles Bronson. Charles Bronson. And, um, Chuck Norris. They got contracts for Chuck Norris and Charles Bronson to make movies for them. So like and Death Wish. And death Wish. Convoy. Oh, yeah. Just this company that would just make crappy movies. They would sell the poster and like, Sell sell a movie based on the poster, so they make the poster really cool looking, mm-hmm. and people and would be like, "Oh yeah, I want to buy that movie." And then they buy it, and they make it in like two weeks, and it was just utter crap. Um, I just hearing Charles Bronson talk about how like he's he's so old, <laughs> and they just keep giving him money to keep shooting guns at hippies. Is he uh, still making movies? No, I thought he was dead. Or... I believe Charles Bronson is dead, but he made five or so Death Wish movies. I, I think he made more than five. I could have mm-hmm. sworn there was eight or nine. Well, he made five oh. or so Death Wish movies, and you know they all pretty much follow the same story: him yeah. shooting hippies, and like that's one reason he loved doing them because uh, <laughs> it was all the same. Well, no, he just liked shooting hippies. Fair enough. Yeah, and um, Chuck Norris was just you know happy to do anything. So good movie, like very weird group of people making movies. Um, 
typical Hollywood story. Don't get addicted to any drugs because that's just going to ruin you. Yeah. <laughs> Which is pretty much what happens. But what about you? Uh, probably just my recommendation for the Oscars. Um, I finally got around to seeing it, but Spotlight with uh, oh, Michael Mark Keaton. Michael Keaton, Mark Ruffalo. Seems like every year I'm recommending a Michael Keaton movie, but it was it was actually a pretty solid film. Um, I actually really liked it. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. Um, that and you know, I think The Room will probably steal it, but I really liked Spotlight. It was good. But then again, I love those journalism movies like um, Good Night and Good Luck and All the Kingsmen. All the Kingsmen. Mm-hmm. Oh, All the Kingsmen, so good. But that wraps up our show for this week. Uh, we might be taking a hiatus for a little bit, but we'll be coming back with a new format, new ideas, and we hope mm-hmm. that you'll stick around and hear what we got coming out. Uh, as always, I've been your host, Aiden Hall, and joining me has been Jake Doolin. And we will see you guys next time. See ya.